0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm selected to bet and join me for another look ahead to the matches this weekend in Scotland and Norway are Greg Browning and David Weatherson. How's it going, guys?
1: Yeah, doing well, thank you. Doing
0: good. (laughs) How's things, David?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Uh, off, Off for a couple of days and got to play some golf today in the sunshine, so not too bad. And some
0: European football to look forward to
2: tonight. Mold uh, at home to Wolfsberger of Austria, and Viking away at um, Steaua Bucharest, um, and that's after yeah, Boda gleamed one game away from the Champions League after a one 0 win on Tuesday night. Did you watch yeah. the game, David? Yeah, I, wo- I didn't get to watch it all because it was on uh, sort of paid TV two. looked um, like
1: uh, Bode had. Lots of opportunities, lots of corners. I think um, Zagreb got two goals disallowed. Not sure what it, for.
2: At the bar as well with a header, which well, Salveson should have scored. But to be honest, the the um, Zagreb missed an absolute belter of a chance right in the last minutes to equalise. So.
1: Yeah, I think, I think. Obviously would have preferred a, much, uh, a 2-0 lead than a 1-0 lead. I, I think it's going to be a really well, tough game for them next week yeah. in Zagreb um, and the way Goldo no longer existing again in this scenario doesn't help Border because that would have been a fantastic result in the old rules.
0: Yeah and no, I think they're on course to be the first team since 2007-2008 from Norway Greg to take part in the, the Champions League group stages.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think they even been a tweet yesterday. It was a, if they make if they manage to do it, it's a phenomenal achievement. Yeah. But the money though that gonna get from this is just you just can't get a head around it for a Norwegian team. Yeah. Uh, it's such a small club, obviously Norway as well. To, to have that money coming in, um, it's, yes, yeah, it's scary.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed for them next week. That'll be a tough one. We'll get to Bodo, no doubt, uh, as we cover Norway. We're going to have a look at Scotland as well. But before we get there, Greg, I'll, I'll allow you to sing the praises of David's performance on the podcast last week first.
1: Well, yeah, I did message David to say podcast uh, Thursday, and he messaged back saying Scotland too, And I obviously replied saying, naturally, David, <laughs> how could we not have you back on after last weekend? So I think David had a full house of Scottish tips. I'll let David rattle through them. There's quite a few. I, I mean, I,
2: I, my tips were the three tips. The main ones were Hearts minus 1.0, which came in easy 4 1. Shanklin to score any time. He scored inside, what, 40 seconds or something? And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Dunfermline to win. But also, just just on the pod, I mentioned Rangers over two and a half goals. Uh, East Fife away at rovers Rovers, Dumbarton at home to Annan. It's just. Just everything I said seemed to seem to be right, so it was one a of crack
1: those. Crackin'ako, of
0: your Yeah, if only we'd have stuck a quid on that. You didn't do too badly in Scotland either, Motherwell. Uh, well, apart well from it's a mixed weekend so in Scotland. Scotland
1: um, I don't often take grudges, but last weekend was ridiculous. Aberdeen at home to Motherwell. Motherwell really really stru- struggling this season so far. Aberdeen got back to two one. You're thinking, great first lap of the season. We'll go on and kick on from here. I watched the highlights on Sunday night. Big yeah. mistake. to yeah. myself. And I'm not just saying this, but the three goals that Aberdeen lost were just criminal. Absolutely criminal. Um, then I watched the Hibs highlights, and that made me feel even worse. <laughs> so I had Hibs corners and Hibs to draw. They've got 14 corners, Hibs. Only need them to get four, and they lost a goal in the 88th minute. A big free kick into the box, and the big lad who's about six foot ten, free header. Yeah. And, and that was that. So not the best weekend in Scotland, but another full house in Norway at the weekend. Uh, Christiansen, Connors again. They hit five or six for us at 11 to 10. Uh, Rosenborg match on Friday. He came in after 15 minutes. 2-2, yeah. <laughs> two, 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 wasn't two, it? After, two two after 15 minutes. And we had a Haugesund following a double chance, double as well, which landed. So good weekend in Norway. Um, could have been better in Scotland. Yeah, but
0: between you guys, you provided plenty of winners, and that's what it's all about. So hopefully we can do the same again this week. As I say, we'll have a look at Norway first. David, uh, and the aforementioned Gleamt, they host HamCam, and this Gleamt juggernaut just keeps rolling on, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, they, they're in great form. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about that. I think uh, last weekend, they, um, <coughs> I mean, you think you think these... Are, um, European games are going to affect them, but they just go out in, in the league and just having absolutely no issues. Last week they went to Sarpsborg, one four one, 4 just a really comfortable win to be honest, 2-0 um, at half-time, 3-0 up after the break and then yeah, finished 4-1. Amal Pellegrino with a couple of goals again, he's absolutely bang on form, he scored in the, the Champions League game on Tuesday as well, so... Yeah, just another game against Hamcam that you'd expect them to win.
0: Yeah, and they're a pretty short price this weekend, 1-5. Uh, I was quite keen to have a wee look at the goals markets. David, they're 2-1 uh, to, to get over 3.5 goals. I'm just, It's something they've done quite a few times this season. Uh, I'm just counting just now 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 times in the league, a couple of times in Europe. Uh, and the way Hamcam are playing, you wouldn't put it past them. to get four or more this weekend. Again. Yeah, you wouldn't.
2: The Hamcam played last night in the Cup, uh, went to extra time penalties. So, yeah, it's, it's, I think it looks like a, <laughs> this could be one of those days, a really tough one for
0: Hamcam. Yeah. Also, quite like the half time full time at 46. And your old favourite for uh, Bodo to score in both halves is 46 as well, which isn't too bad considering uh, the, the quality of the two teams.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I think Hamcam are definitely on a, a bit of a downward spiral at the moment getting dragged into that um, playoff battle, and even Yerv winning
1: last week, it, yeah, they're only
2: yeah. points behind the, the rest, Yerv. um but yeah, camera are definitely in that battle for the playoff
0: spot, that's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, it could be any number for, for Bodo Glimpton Saturday, but um, yeah, it should be a comfortable win. Greg, also on Saturday we've got Odd v Sapsborg, Sapsborg obviously are favourites when it comes to corners.
1: They are, but i tell you what, they are struggling big time. They are in a horrible run at the moment. They've now lost six in the spin. Which I think it's gone a bit unnoticed, to be fair. They found themselves in that relegation spot, the playoff spot, with 19 points. Um, they've just collapsed over the last five or six weeks. Um, they've lost their last four away games. 3-2, 4-1, 3-1, 3-1. And as we all know, and I think David's in the same boat as me, we love a... Sartsburg corner. Away from home though, they've conceded 8-12 7-11 7-7-6-5 So they've shipped at least 5 corners in all 8 away matches and they travel to play, I guess you could say Fellow strugglers odd, who fully expect them to rack up at least 4 or 5 corners here and more than happy to back over 9.5 corners in this match something that's landed in 17 of Sartsburg's 18 games this season
0: which is quite a feat. Yeah, my only surprise is that David hasn't got this listed among,
1: amongst his tips for the weekend. Oh, he's too busy focusing on Scotland tips now. <laughs> he's forgot about Norway.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I did look at it. I thought it was a pretty good price for over 10.5 um, match corners. Yeah, Sarvashog are struggling big time, as Greg says. Um, they keep playing the same way, sort of 4 1, keep trying to attack, but they're getting picked off. And uh, they've made quite a lot of signings in the summer. so interesting to see how that develops over, over the next few weeks. Um, odd, odd struggling as well, they lost their two best players, they went to the Netherlands, um, they tried to sign Moses Ebiye from Tromsø uh, uh, this week, striker who I think would have done pretty well for them, but he failed his medical um, a couple of days
1: ago, which uh, was an interesting one. On that note David, what actually happens in the medical?
2: Well, I think I think for these top clubs, it's probably a little bit different for them from the medicals I went through. Um, but yeah, I'd imagine they would have probably had some sort of long um, machine, Lung machine yeah, or capacity car- or whatever. His knees and his ankles and stuff in the in the ultrasounds or whatever, wherever it is, and probably found something that they didn't like the look of, and and he's one of his joints. So I'm guessing that's why he was medical. But he, yeah. um, I'm just glad we don't, don't do
0: medicals here. for this podcast, guys. <laughs> 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 Sorry, David.
2: yeah I mean it's an interesting one. He's not he's not really missed many games this year for trump So he's 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 been in and out of the team just because his contracts running out, but he's not been injured so it's an interesting one don't really know what, what's going on obviously they don't disclose the to details they're not going to say oh Moses will be feel his medical because his knee's absolutely chocolate mm. they, they can't really see you like that but <laughs> yeah um, it's an interesting one
0: yeah, so corners on this one, Greg, but you also can kind to of double that up with uh, Haugesund at Molde, uh, sorry, hosting Molde, which is on Saturday, so spreading spreading the bet over two days.
1: Yeah, I don't like spreading bets over two days, but to be fair, we've been absolutely smashing it in Norway, so I think it's allowed um, across the two days. It's, it's the best two bets I could see in terms of the fixtures. Haugesund in good shape at the moment, but... Uh, Three wins on the spin, a 3 1 win at Sartsborg, home, they beat the 3 1. And we mentioned Haugesund last weekend, massively overpriced at 19 4 at Olesund, and yeah. they won 2 1. So that was part of a double chance double last week in Haugesund. They won 2 1, three late goals in that match. And I think Mulder, who obviously have a massive match tonight, I just think at home, Haugesund in pretty good shape, to be fair. Just one loss in their last seven. Unbeaten in the last five at home, they are more than capable of hitting four corners in this match. And looking through Morda's corner stats, they have lost at least four corners now in seven of their eight away games. And Hugesson at home have hit five or more in six of the last seven. So I think Hugesson are in really good shape, and I think with Molda playing tonight, I think that could play into Hugesson's hands. Not suggesting they're going to win this Hugesson, but I think they'll be competitive, and I think they'll give Mouda a game.
0: Well, I was going to ask David, is this a bit of a banana skin for Mouda off the back of tonight's European game? Hugesson uh, are going pretty well, although having said that, Mouda have got a great record in this fixture.
2: Yeah, Hugesson are going well, and, and and I was thinking if if Molde drifted, drifted, their Mouda four to five, um, it's a little bit short, just given Hugesson's recent form. Um and yeah, How playing grass, so it's a little bit different from what Molder are used to. Um, if Molder drifted to Evens, I'd probably be interested in them just because their form is so good, they're playing so well, um, and they're at home in Europe, so they don't have to travel, which obviously helps. Um, I think it's definitely one of their tougher one of the tougher games they'll get in the in the running. I think Caucasoons have got a lot of threat um pace. On the break as well, which is something Moulder could um could struggle with. And they don't have a lot of pace in their back three, so yeah, I think I think if uh, if uh, Moulder have a slight hangover, then Haugesund could definitely take advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely one worth watching, and as you say, maybe Moulder I think a wee bit too short at forty-five this weekend.
1: Yeah, hopefully they might drift, as David said, but I think in terms of the double over nine point five corners at Auden Stadtsburg, doubled up with Haugesund to hit four corners or more. And that pays five to
2: four. They have had a lot of injuries, but they're all coming back. Aitken's coming back. Hussein's back. Breen Hilton's back. They've got a really, really strong squad. Um, there's plenty of opportunity for for rotation and not really weakening. So Moulder, looking really, really strong. I know, um, I know, Gleamt have um, improved a lot recently, but yeah, Moulder looking really strong for the for the title. man, four
1: to six, David. Four to six for the Moulder Championship.
2: It's the five, first time we've really sort of better than evens, isn't it, or sort of sorry, worse than evens. Um, we've been keeping an eye on it, and they've kind of been hovering around evens, haven't they? So it seems the bookies it's quite are a decent layers. gap,
1: isn't it? There's five points gap. I, I don't think it. Moda, I don't think Boda can afford that to go to seven points. Nah, they definitely So can. they're still right in there, and they're obviously still to play each other. So yeah.
0: Uh, there's a few short-priced teams in Sunday as well, we've got volering at home to Tromsø and we've got Rosenborg at home to Olesund and both of you guys have identified each of these games as potential for goals. Greg, you've got a, a little double lined up.
1: Yeah, I think um, Volarenga and Rosenborg have been brilliant for us over the last, what, five or six weeks. Uh, both produced again last week, scoring lots of goals, probably outside of the top two, the two form teams in the Elite Azeerian at the moment. Wolleringa uh, will be smarting from last weekend's last-minute loss goal to make it one Um, Who did they play last weekend? Hamcam. ham-cam. ham-cam. Yeah, Hamcam scored in the last minute.
2: So- By the way, that goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, it's this, there's a 16-year-old boy that's come on for Hamcam. Um, it's his first ever goal. The ball's kind of dropped in the about five yards from goal and Wolleringa Defenders hooked the clear, he's absolutely smashed it off the boy's face.
1: was <laughs> 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 the boy down. Eliza for his first ever goal for the club. <laughs> Amazing, brilliant. Luck. But, Brad, that though, Voloringa have won six in the spin in, in great form and at home. There's there's no case to be made against backing against Voloringa here. Seaman Rosenborg um, in very, very good shape scoring lots of goals, six wins and two draws in their last eight, has propelled Rosenborg to fourth. And you have to say they look like they're going to finish third, I would say. I think yeah. they're going to probably overtake Lowestrom at some point and finish best of the rest behind the top two. Do, do you know what? They're only three points behind um, Bode Glimp, so you probably can't even say they road rolled out of uh, finishing second. But I think a third-place finish for Rosenborg this season would be a pretty decent season for them. They are short at two to five, but when you look at their goal-scoring antics at home, they have scored three, 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 and two in their last six matches. So over two point, over one point five goals scored in each of their last six games at home, and over two point five in five of their last six. So last weekend was a bit of a could not an eye opener, but I think I've mentioned for years now the quandary about backing teams to win or backing teams to score two goals. Mm. And Aberdeen was one of those teams last weekend where you're going, do you know what? I wish I backed them to score two. Mm. And the same can be said about Alloa, at home to Edinburgh City, uh, beating 4-2. So I think rather than going for the straight double at 13-10, to I just think given the volume of goals both Folleringa and Rosenberg are scoring, you have to fancy them both to score two goals. And what that does do, eliminates what Tromso and Olsen do. So I'm happy to back the over 1.5 match goals double for each of Wollering and Rosenberg. And that pays 7-5. Yeah, it's a decent price
0: double. Uh, and David, you also quite fancy goals in that Rosenberg game as well, don't you?
2: Yeah, I do. I think, um, as Greg says, Rosenberg are in great form. Um, scoring a lot of goals. Five last weekend, <laughs> two the weekend before that, three, three. Um, and the two games before that, and their home form's just been absolutely electric. Talked about Gaspar Tengstead last week, um, looking incredibly sharp in his debut. And he bagged a hat trick last week at Sandefjord. So he is looking like a cracking addition up front for them and something they really needed, a proper goal scorer. And he looks exactly that. So I really like the the Asian goal line on this one. Um, over 3.0 Asian goals is even money. And I can see Rosenborg... Um, racking up a few goals in this one and uh, yeah really putting all this into the sword who have really struggled since they lost a couple of important players and um, yeah I can see Rosenberg winning this one comfortably I think Greg's bet looks really solid as does the as does the double and and Rosenberg both to win it's a similar price I think Mm -hmm. they're both really solid Um, two teams that are in great form but yeah Rosenberg over 3.0 Asian goals in the match. Even money looks like a really solid bet this weekend.
0: Yep, and just on that Valeringa game, David, just quite keen on uh, the match goals as a, as a single with uh, Valeringa to win, but also corners.
2: Yeah, so uh, Valeringa to win, I thought the price looked really good. 1.65 Tromsø part of that um, extra time last night with Hamcam in the cup. Um, struggling big time on the road, Tromsø. Um, haven't <coughs> haven't won at all away from home this year. Um, a good result at Leelistrim last away game one one, but apart from that, they've lost heavily at Rosenborg, lost heavily at Molde Um, recently as well. So I think going to Valerenga, who will be pretty smart, will be smarting after that um, late equaliser last week. Will be keen to get back to winning ways. Uh, this week they've been pushing up as well, and. Although temp- Lillestrom and Wallerang are a huge rivalry. Although they're 10 points behind Lillestrom, they'll be very keen to to jump them this year. And I wouldn't put it past them the form the two teams are in. I wouldn't put it past them catching Lillestrom in the final 12 games. That'll be something they've got their eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think Wallerang are to win. And they're to be over um, one and a half match goals pays 1.95. And I think that looks really, really solid this week. Just in terms,
1: uh, David, of the... European qualification places this season in the Elite Sirian. Do we know what place it goes down to? Is it fourth or fifth? It will be fourth Fourth. at the moment and then there
2: should be a place for the Cup as well. But sh- the Cup is such a we- they've done such a weird thing this year with the Cup they've just decided to, to over two years again so the final is going, <laughs> <right. next>, yeah. <laughs> so going to be next May um, and a team that that team will get into the the conference as well so I think I, I think it's I think it is uh, for maybe um, yeah I think it depends on uh, how well the teams do this year as well they might they might um there might be five teams
1: well, I was also impressing, David, this week with my Norwegian geography. Yeah, I think we're all impressed with that. <laughs> in terms of where teams play, which is quite interesting because it's a vast country, Norway, and there's a lot of travel involved for some sides. Yeah. So it's always worthwhile factoring into your bets sometimes.
0: And it is something you've picked up on in the war leagues, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so the lower league stuff, when you look at some of the away teams in the lower league, especially the, the kind of elite Assyrian second string sides playing in Division 3, they don't travel well at all. And I think that's because they probably don't send uh, a strong side. And it's probably most of the young players that, that, that are playing. But David, how many teams is there in Tron time? <laughs> it seems like every single week, Rosenborg 2 are playing away from home against a team from Tron time. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's a big city. So it's, it is, yeah, I mean, off, off the top of my head, there's about five or six in that. There isn't three. Yeah. Time, so, yeah. It's uh, it's a pretty, it's a lot of lot of two games that they don't have to travel far for. But yeah, it's no, it's, they, 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 the last two away
1: games they played Nardo on in Trondheim and they played team, I think from Trondheim. So just, N- yes, N- just be careful.
2: Nardo is
0: literally 400 meters up the road from left Yeah. <laughs> <to
1: Europe because, laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Once you get the geography down, Greg, we can start working on the pronunciation. <laughs> no, whenever we'll I get to say. that point,
2: that's
1: <laughs> just
0: been silly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David.
2: Yeah, yeah back to back the to Um I quite like corners in this one as well, so Wolleringer are even money to hit over six and a half corners. Um, it's quite a lot, I will say, but they are hitting good numbers in the home game so far. Um, home game so far, they've, they've hit six, six, ten, fourteen, ten, nine, six and nine. Um, and I think Tromsø coming off the back of extra time. I think Ballerenga will be very much up for this one. They'll be doing a lot of attacking, and I think even money for over six and a half a corners looks pretty good as well. Something that um, I thought as well, a we win and over four and a half a corners double pays five to four, two point two, and I think that looks like something. Yeah, that's something I'll definitely put on this weekend. So Ballerenga to win and over four and a half. So over. Saying,
1: David. I think looking at Look, volleying at home, they've hit at least six in every home game.
2: Yeah.
1: And they've hit double figures uh, three or four times at home. So yeah, I think volleying at corners is a great shout. And there's probably an angle there, not just on the over um, six point five. The the bet builder is quite a useful tool to use when trying to get a decent price on corners. So you could probably back volleying to get three in each half, for example. Um, yeah. Not sure what price it is, but you'll probably get well above well well higher than evens for that.
0: Yeah, certainly, plenty of angles potentially in that Volarenga game to have a look at. Uh, we'll recap all the Norwegian bets at the end of the podcast. I think that's us covered most things. And elite series, Dave, unless you want to touch on the Strom squad set year match, big result for the Yerv last weekend.
2: Yeah, it was a absolutely ridiculous penalty they got. Um, such a weird penalty, like the ball came across and the player kind of fell over, and the ball was going out for a throw in, and the ref started kind of running over to where the throw in was going to be. And then he just it's like he just thought, Ah, I'll, I'll just give a penalty. And he just <laughs> turned his run and just pointed to oh, the It was bizarre. Like the Lilith players couldn't believe it. So is he related to Billy Collum by any chance?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean massive result for Yev, but yeah, Strom's God set are far too short before. Fourth uh, eleven, the, is
1: it?
2: Yeah, they're not yeah. great. So yeah, uh, cool. yeah no big game they'll probably win, but um yeah. No bad for me. Okay. Uh,
0: we'll have a quick look at Obus League and Greg. We've kind of shied away from obviously League in the last couple of weeks just purely because it's become so unpredictable.
1: Yeah, I think there's no shame in that. I think it takes a bigger man to walk away sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we did the right thing last weekend. Again, there were some really surprising results. I'll quote David Weatherstone from about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> All these shite teams are winning matches now. That's exactly what he said. um, Blink are winning games. Shide have come into a a game now as well. Really tricky card again this weekend, I would say. Um, Now, the the standard one you would say is Sannez at home to Blink. Now, Sannez are 4-9, which you would think, I actually think, is a really good price. (laughs) But you just couldn't trust (laughs) this match anymore. Um, Two or three weeks ago, you'd be all over this match. Uh, I do think Sannez will win the match at 4-9, but. It's a really tricky card. You then got Ranheem at home to Br- Brinne. Uh Brenner won again last weekend. Or Did they win? Did they lose do? Yeah, they beat Growood. Wow, what a team they are! <laughs>
2: twenty Bro-
1: games now, okay. um, twenty matches, not a single win yet. <laughs> I can say this week. This week is Growood's week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you him, David. Him, o- over to you, mate.
2: <laughs> two, nearly two to one, just shot of two to one. They're going to, This is the weekend for I oh,
1: should have been playing well, though, haven't they? Been truly Shire- tough games. Lost every
2: away game, bar one, which they drew. So Something's got to give. This is the week. So yeah.
1: I would say about three or four weeks ago, uh ranheim double would be really attractive at 13-10. And I'm, who knows, I might still bang my head and back it, but I think at the moment there's lots happening. We've got pretty much all of the leagues back across Europe. And I just think there's probably other opportunities here rather than trying to force it Um, in in division 1 right as well at home to kong's venger um 23 to 20 could be a shout coffer at home to frederick Stad again as well there's actually quite a few decent looking homes so i wouldn't be putting any big stakes on but you could probably try and get a, a wee treble there somewhere
0: now, David, you've managed to dig out a double uh, including Ran- Ranheim but you also quite like the look of Osana at home to Mew and Dallin who again are just in a bit of a rut and after a great start to the season and then a little, they had a little upturn didn't they? And then they've lost the no. last three I think it is.
2: Yeah well yeah they did they beat Does that count as an upturn? No <laughs>
0: um,
2: <laughs> Yeah Mew and Dallin are an absolute free fall they, mm. they won their first They were they, flying weren't they? They won, I think, eight of the first nine. And then since then they've won one, which was Grodhoud. They have won one game, which was Grodhoud, since the 23rd of May, um, which is a whole summer ago, which the summer didn't even happen here, but it was a whole summer ago. Um, they lost 4-0 at home to Songdale last week. And, yeah, they're, they're just they're completely gone. So, Osana at home, who... The home form's been okay recently. They've not lost they've not they've won two of the last three home games. They drew also with Songdal. Um I've quite I d I I don't fancy them a win, but the double with uh, Ranheim and Osan a double chance um, pays two point four. So Ranheim at home to Brina. I think uh, it's a game that you would expect them to win. Um Brina have done okay recently, but Ranheim at home uh, beat Mu and Dallin, beat Blink, they drew a song down, beat Shade, uh, beat Koffer, beat Frederickstad. That's their last uh, their last sort of five, six home games. So home forms good, should beat Brina um with no problems. And I think also on a double chance. So Osana not to lose against a team who can't win in Muendalen. Um yeah, it looks like a solid double to me, and that's two point four. Um, oh just on Sure I they beat Starbuck last week, which was obviously
1: <laughs> how, how is that possible, David? How is that possible?
2: I have no idea how it's possible, but yeah, it's it's basically it's resulted in Eric uh, Shinu losing his job. Um, he's the first manager uh, to lose his job this year. Um, I think I think that's right. He's the first Obos overst- manager to lose his job. Yeah. So um, yeah, he was uh, s- sacked during the week. So Stabæk after a new manager. That's quite surprising
0: that someone's we what, twenty games into the season? And that's the first one to first manager to yeah,
2: go. None in the season yet, so um no. it's definitely definitely a, a trend that doesn't mm-hmm.
0: seem
1: you know, I think,
0: in Scotland, we're looking to get managers sacked. But <laughs> one of them didn't even make the start
1: of the season. <laughs> so,
0: <yeah. laughs> Sorry, just going back to that, uh, Osana, David, I think that 17-10 looks pretty good on Osana to win, just based on how bad me on Dallin
2: are. Yeah, it definitely crossed my mind. Um, just, uh, I just think to trust that Osana to win is probably a little bit harder than to trust them not to lose. Mm. And, uh, in this sense, and I just think Ranheim at home to Breinah. I just, I don't think, I don't think Breinah should be causing Ran- Breen is last away game, they lost six 0 at start. Um, the before that, they lost at Kongsfinger So, yeah, I think, I think it's a game that uh, Ranheim should be winning easily. So the double, I think the double looks best in my eyes. But yeah, Osana beating Mjøndalen would not surprise
0: me. Yeah. So just to recap, that double is Ranheim to win and Osana double chance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's on Koffer, David at home at dad? <laughs> you know what
0: I
2: watched? I actually watched that Frederikstad game last week um, against uh, someone. (laughs) 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 Must have a really good game. Uh, Who are they playing? Uh, Yeah, I watched the Frederikstad-Ranham game last week and I thought they looked really good. They had a boy um, called Okeke um, on the wing and his dad used to be the Norwegian national 100-meter
1: champion. And this boy (laughs) was... Absolutely, rapid he just Faster than was, faster than you. I don't he, believe that for a second. He was like a young
0: so,
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah, his final ball wasn't very good. Also, like a young but, uh, he, Yeah,
2: yeah, he was really exciting to watch. And uh stand, I was quite impressed with French I thought they did okay. So uh, yeah, I'd probably, I think, offer a little bit short. Okay, I'll talk
0: to you about that one. I think. Greg?
1: Yeah, uh, I just came to find out. Uh, I guess one last thing for me from, from Norway is the Division 3 games and Division 2 games again are just leading the goals. Obviously, you have to find the right ones. Not every game is going to be a 5 4 or a 5 3. But I think this week we had an 8 1 on Monday. uh Godset 1 8 1. We had Pours against Start 2 4 uh, 2. Um, on Tuesday I think last night was disappointing it was Rosenborg 2 against Nardo but I think as David said maybe the fact that Rosenborg dominated that match last night and it, it very well could be the fact that it was 400 metres down the road to play <laughs> against Nardo so there's a full card again this weekend and Saturday so I'll, I'll have a look um, and see what's doing but do a bit, bit of digging there's some cracking opportunities for goals in that league
0: yeah plenty of goals in there okay I think that's us done for Norway this week we'll have a look at Scotland as well and um, Weekend kicks off at Easter Road. Greg, Hibbs v Rangers. Rangers with a 2-2 draw against PSV in midweek. So they will have their eye on that crucial second leg uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm quite sure. Uh, pretty run-of-the-mill win for uh, Rangers last week, For now over St. Johnson. Martin Boyle's, <laughs> the Martin Boyle effect at Hibs didn't last too long, did it, Greg? Um, disappointing weekend for them last weekend. But I did notice that Hibbs top of the corner table, which is all that matters.
1: (laughs) They are, but... So, they hit 14 last weekend against um, Livingston. And that's why they're top. But to be fair to them, they have hit good numbers before that. They hit nine at St Johnston on the opening day. And they hit seven v Hearts. So, they've hit 30 corners in their uh, three matches so far. I guess for Hibbs, getting Martin Ball back was great, but that was a massive disappointing result last yeah. weekend for them to get back into the match at, at one on and to then lose the game after hitting 14 corners if anyone's want to laugh you should really watch the highlights of this match and watch the first goal for Livingston it's like the part of the Red Sea he's yeah. ran from the halfway line literally just through the whole team no one's put a tackle in and the second goal for Livingston was just a really good delivery into the box but a free header um, from like three or four yards out so, Lee Johnson for him, for me at the moment, has not been a great start. Meet um, no. my Falkirk, more Morton, last minute goals at St Johnston and Hearts have probably papered over what I would say has been a poor start to the season for Hibs. Yeah. And they obviously lost last weekend. And now, for are home to Rangers, who I must say look at a pretty attractive price at 4 to 7, given how Hibs have started the season. But as you said, Rangers will definitely have one eye. On that PSV match, but in the day, I think um, Van Bronckhorst will put out the strongest team. Yeah. We, sp- we speak a lot about having an eye on another match, but David, the players have that in the back of their mind that they've got PSV Wednesday night. Probably not.
2: <laughs> I was never good enough to play Champions League, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: But like, I guess. Yes and no. I think like when in the build-up. It probably in your mind thinking, oh, I hope I don't get injured for this big game that's coming up. But I think when when the game, like when the day comes and you start your warm-up and stuff, it's just completely gone, isn't it? And you just get down to business.
1: I tell you what, this is this is the sort of match where Hibs will get a result in or they'll turn up and put a good performance in. I think they've got a decent squad, Hibbs, and Lee Johnson has been backed by the Hibs board. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So I don't think this will be a walkover for Rangers. Um, I'm happy to back Hibbs Corners in this match uh, Over 3.5 isn't backable as a single But more than happy to double that up With one of the 3 o'clock kickoffs um, on Saturday afternoon
0: Yeah, What price is the single on the... Uh, 4 to 6 S- For the single for over 3.5? Yes yep. that, That's backable for me I, I would take that I think that's a, that's a very good shoot.
1: Yeah, and as I said, they've been hitting some pretty good numbers, and so I think they'll give Rangers the game here.
0: Yeah, and David, you're a similar thing. You think it might be goals here as well?
2: Yeah, I, I just I thought that after a European game with another one on the horizon, although, although I just said you tend to put it out of your mind, I, I think it does make this a harder game for Rangers. I mean, Easter Road would be absolutely bouncing Saturday afternoon kick-off. Hibs have scored in all three games so far. I know there's a bit of an asterisk beside the, the late goals, but I thought both teams to score it at 1.95 looked like a really good price. I think, I think there's every chance Hibs will score in this game and I don't see them keeping a clean sheet. So I think, yeah, 19-20, 1.95 for both teams to score, I thought that looked like a really solid price.
1: Kolak's been a pretty solid sign for Rangers so far this season. Yeah, four goals, is it? Uh, yeah, he's scoring goals, he's seventy-five. Anytime, 92 first goal scorer. Um, he's looking like their main threat now at the moment for Rangers. Colac, so wouldn't be surprised to see him in the score sheet.
0: Yeah, usually quite fancy Porteous in this game for a wee card. Greg Wally Callum as a referee.
1: Um, let's see what price he is. I'm gonna go for evens. Two to one. Two
2: to one.
1: Wow! Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Not sure why he's two to one. I would say that's a massive mistake by the bookies, given the fact that Porteous was eleven to ten in the Ned derby <laughs> and I'm sure he's got history against Rangers as well. Yeah, yeah, he loves a booking against. So Rangers. that's probably something I'll be putting on the channel. But at two to one, I don't think he can. He can't not back Porteous in this match, given how he started the season.
0: Yeah, that Porteous column, Rangers combo.
1: And if he's two to one at it, five there's a there's a very good chance he'll be bigger than two to one elsewhere
0: yeah yeah we've we'll got one say, with you
1: ibricks last year
2: or last season sorry, sorry? he
1: got sent off at ibrick's last season he did yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah quite controversially i think and i'm thinking he probably should have got sent off in another game and maybe didn't i think possibly but anyway yeah he's got also a just, on, just on
1: the corner on the, on the card market sorry Connor goldson got booked again on Tuesday for Rangers. He's been booked four times this season already. Uh, two in the league and two in Europe, but he's only 6-4. to four. Yeah, might be a nice
0: way double there, Greg. Yep. Okay, uh, on Saturday we've also got the United v St Mirren. David, over to you for this one. You quite fancy cards here, although I will point out uh, God, I've lost his name now. Referee is... Bermud. Yes, what do we know about Matthew McDermott? I reckon this is his second <laughs> ever Premiership game in charge.
2: Yeah, no, I don't know anything about him. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, when I saw his name, I had, to, I had to look him up and I found some magic uh, website that <laughs> told me that he's a, yeah, he's not a Premiership referee, basically, which was an interesting one. Yeah, I think um, this one was more, it's a bit, a bit of a price bet, to be honest. I think, um, Dundee United and St Mirren. Have, well, Dundee United have had seven yellows so far. Um, St Mirren have had eight. And the three point five on both teams to receive two two or plus uh, two or more cards uh, just sort of jumped out. I mean, I thought it looked like a really good price um, considering St Mirren. Um, St Mirren have had four four and one uh, yellow card in a three game so far. That adds up to nine. It doesn't add up to eight. um. And uh, <laughs> Dundee, United have had, uh, Dundee United have had two, two and four uh, so far in the th- three games. So Dundee United have had two in all three games and submitting two out of three games. So I think the price at 3.5 looked really solid. And I know this um, referee is not massively card happy down in the championship, but um, stepping up to the premiership, maybe you'll be feeling the need to... To stamp his authority in the game, and I noticed he's only 29 years old as well, so maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll feel uh, the pressure at uh, Tannadice. And
1: um, yeah. yeah, tell you what, David, that's a great find by the way. I haven't noticed that on the on the card markets in this match. Four to seven over 2.5 cards. That looks like a super nap. Um, take, a re- take the referee out aside. Um, I'm not. I've never seen a Scottish Premiership match this season or last season is short. Or as big, in terms of the card line being set so low. Mm-hmm. Looking across other matches in the league this this week, you're talking eight to eleven over four point five in places. So to get four to seven over two point five cards, um, I think that's a cracking bet. And I think the five to two that you've mentioned on both teams to get two is really strong as well.
0: Yeah.
1: So to get four cards in this match is five to four. Yeah. yeah.
0: Even the United used to get two cards, 10 to 11. That's
1: unbelievable. I, I don't know why it's set so low. I don't know if the, if the bookies have set into account who the referee is. Yeah, possibly. But, yeah, I think I'll be getting involved in that in some shape or form.
0: Okay. So, David, it's two cards each for St. and the United, and that's five to two for you. Um, Greg, are you going to St. George's v. Aberdeen? I will be, yes. But you just expecting on,
1: a thriller? Um, I'm expecting two goals. which I'll I'll touch upon in two seconds, but just on Dungeon United and and a massive win for Superminton last weekend, huge against Ross County. That's Ross County now lost three of their three opening games. But Dungeon United have to get a result here because they play Celtic next week and that would then take them to five defeats in a row if they were to lose this match on the basis that the Celtic beat them. So, as we said last weekend, a week's a long time in football, but for Jack Ross... It's a long time since they beat AZ 1-0, isn't it? Yeah, on that Thursday like night. That. Yeah. They've lost to Livy, they've lost to AZ 7-0 and they got battled by Hearts last week. So yeah. they really need to get a result this week. So very keen to see how United perform in this match. Um, they've got a good start in the living United. So it'd be interesting to see how they got on in a match where you think they'll pick up points in. Yeah, 75 United. Yes, yeah, a good price, but couldn't touch them at the moment. It's too early in the season still and I think United need to get just in, in into motion so far this season um, and we can get kind of through this kind of sticky patch. Yeah and certainly not against the mighty St Marlon. Um, Not off the back of a win last weekend which was a fantastic goal by Richard Tate, uh perfectly executed top corner bender cracking yeah. goal. But off to McDermott Park, I'll be there on Saturday um, Aberdeen, who will be massively disappointed after last weekend's result. I think um, Jim Goobin was pretty honest in his assessment of the match that Motherwell should have won, minus the the calamity defending by Aberdeen. It's a tough game to call this one. We are 13-5. Obviously, we got that win at Motherwell. Last weekend was a bit of a free hit at Ibrox. I did say that we wouldn't get into the box last weekend. I apologise. We got into the box once. (laughs) And to be fair, Theo Bear should have scored at 0-0. Um, he missed a glorious chance in the first half to go, to go 1-0 up after about 25 minutes so I do think there could be goals in this match I think we look more of a threat Aberdeen defensively look vulnerable St Nyrn scored against them um, Motherwell scored 3 against them last week but in attack Aberdeen do look strong um, they've got the boy from two seconds, just checking my notes here uh, Bojan I want you pronounce the surname Paul I have No idea, Milovisky. That
0: yeah, that'll, it? Do it. that'll
1: do. It. <laughs> he's got four goals this season so far. So he's coming from MTK Budapest and he's had a great start to the season. Scored last weekend, scored two against them, and scored in the cup. So definitely a threat going forward. To Aberdeen, they've, as, as you can see, the, the fact they've scored what six goals in their last two matches, but defensively vulnerable. I just think um, over 1.5 match goals in this game is one to two. Which I think is a really good price. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's an interesting one. It's not a it's not a fixture laden with goals, is it? I think seven no. of the last ten have seen, yeah, seen under two and a half. Um,
1: yeah, one-nil someone. I just think it's worth doubling that up with Hibs over 3.5 corners, and that pays seven to five. Yeah,
0: but as you say, there has been plenty of goals in the Aberdeen games, and St Johnson do look more of a goal threat this season,
1: Greg. Well, yeah, so far, I think it's been difficult because we've obviously played away to Rangers. Um, yeah. But we looked much better at Motherwell. Like I could say, it's only match day four. Yeah. So we're working off scraps still in terms of trying to understand how teams are playing. But uh, I do think we'll see two goals in this game.
0: OK, so a wee double for you there, which we'll recap at the end of the podcast. Uh, other games on Saturday, Motherwell, I'd hard to know what to make of Motherwell. Fantastic result from their point of view to go to Pataudry and win uh, just after Hamill had been announced as the permanent manager. So... Things, I suppose, looking up for Uh Home to Livingston, who are fourth in the table. Um, really good start from Livingston. Two wins uh, and their only defeat being against Rangers, against whom they did pretty well as well,
1: Craig. Yes, a really tough match to call this one. As you say, Livy, I've probably surprised people so far this season, as they all o- often do. Uh, two wins from three and a really good performance against Rangers is a fantastic start to the season for them. And some pretty tough games. They've beaten Hibs, who you'd expect to be top six, and they've beaten Dungeon United, who have been touted for top six as well. This game is so difficult to call. 13-10 for Motherwell, 12-5 for Livingston. I don't think you can bet on this match. Mm. I would not want to back against Livingston how they've performed so far, but Motherwell have got a massive lift from last weekend's result. I don't know how much... Don't get me wrong, Motherwell did play well last weekend. But they did get a helping hand. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform at home in front of a kind of for part side who'll be expecting a home win here. Yeah. So for me, I just put down no bet. Yeah.
0: David, any thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, like I said last
2: week, uh, we, we are guilty of underestimating Livingston and the bookies are too. So yeah, it's definitely an avoid. For me, I think fantastic result for Libby last week and Motherwell. So. Should be. A, I think whoever whoever comes out best at out this game, um, you have to be thinking about them in terms of uh, top six or
0: anything. Yeah, I mean both of them started pretty well. To be fair, Mother will have got a decent record in this fixture and that kind of is the the main thing that's going to put me off that twelve to five on on Libby, which. Looks like a big price, but yeah, probably best left alone. Uh, the other game Saturday, David is Ross County v. Kilmarnock. I think Greg touched on last week that he wasn't convinced of the, the love-in with Ross County just yet. Uh, Div watched them close quarters last weekend and he pretty much backed that up. Uh, they're at home to Kilmarnock and they're 5-4 to, to win. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think I think
2: Kilmarnock looks like a pretty good price at, um, at 3.4, same price as Livy. Um, I think it's it's a bottom versus second bottom. Um, So far, obviously, three games gone, but it's a game that both teams want to be winning if they want to um, show that they're good enough to stay in the league this year. I think it's definitely two teams that are going to be involved in that relegation battle. And, yeah, Ross County really disappointing last week, losing at St Mirren. I just think looking through their squad, they struggle to see where the goals are going to come from. Um, and yeah, obviously last year they had Regan Charles Cook probably yeah. paper over a few cracks with these goals. I struggle to see how they're how they're going to get anywhere near that um, near that level again this year.
0: Yeah, it's a big, big loss to the squad, especially down that kind of bottom end of the table to take out that many goals. Um, Greg, Derek staff after the Celtic game last weekend, pretty much said that their season starts now. They started the season with a draw against the United. It was a decent point. They then had Celtic, eh, sorry Rangers and then Celtic, so it's been a tough reintroduction to the top flight for Kilmarnock.
1: It has been tough. I think it just shows how important that last-minute goal was against Dungeons United to get a point on the board. Mm-hmm. I looked at the opening set of fixtures and went, well, yeah, we've got three really tough games. If we can get something from that United game, well, um, it's kind of a sad state of affairs, really, in Scottish football, that when you play Rangers and Celtic, it really is a, a free pass sometimes in terms yeah. of just not getting hammered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the the strength and depth now that Rangers have this season, I think there's going to be lots of hammerings dished out, um, especially... Um, at Ibrox and Parkhead. We'll look at Celtic last weekend um, at Rugby Park. So it's going to be tough. But yeah, season starts for them. Again, another tough game to call. Really tough game to call this one. But I, I agree with David. I think Kilmarnock look a bit big at their price. Yeah,
0: yeah. Likewise, I think we're probably too early in the season to start making calls on these. But, you know, based on prices, then I think... If you had to pick someone, then you'd probably take home and look at that 12 to 5. OK, and Sunday we've got Celtic via Hearts. Greg, Celtic at home means that we have to look at corners for Celtic. <laughs> uh, they are 6 to 5 to hit over 9, I think it is, or is it 9? They are, sorry, it's to hit 9, and they're 8 to 11 to get four first half corners. And you and I had a chat earlier in the week about early corners in the first 10 minutes as well.
1: Yeah, so Bet Thesis 5 offer on the Bet Builder um corner markets in the opening ten minutes, over one, over two, over three, over four over five. So Celtic are four to five to get a corner in the first ten minutes on Sunday. Um I think just checking their price for a corner.
0: While you do that, I'll just say Celtic have won a corner in the first, the third and the eleventh minute in the first three games
1: this so season so far. Four to five to get a corner in the first ten minutes. They're fifteen to four to get two and as we know, corners can lead to corners. There's nothing more satisfying than a double corner. <laughs> it really brings a massive smell to my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Celtic to get over 3.5 first half corners is 8-11. A little bit shorter than what we are getting last season, but I would fully expect Celtic to get four corners here. And you also have to factor in, Hearts are playing in Zurich tonight. Yes. Which does factor into this game a little bit for me, Celtic fully rested, they've had all week to embrace last weekend's battering of Kilmarnock at full strength, they have started the season on fire, scoring goals, you're scoring worldies every every other yeah. week, so you have to fancy Celtic here and I think there's probably an angle possibly on Celtic corners that I'll share on the channel um, later today.
0: Yeah, David, Celtic 1-5. to five. Uh, And don't get me wrong, Hearts still look as if they're going to be best of the rest this season. As Greg says, tough trip to uh, Switzerland for Hearts tonight. And unusually, you know, it's usually Celtic that are coming into these games off the back of a European game. Yeah. Celtic are rested and it's Hearts who are going to have to manage their squad.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, it must be an absolute delight for Celtic to have these early season games without European games. Uh, Besides, it. it must be, what a, what a change. Yeah, them getting to just sit and wait for the Champions League groups. It must be absolutely brilliant for them. Yeah, as Greg says, Rangers and Celtic are so strong uh, in every area this year compared to the rest. They're absolutely
0: miles ahead. Yeah. I think depth and quality. Um, also, David, I think the fact that we can now make five subs, you know, yeah. Celtic brought on five subs last weekend. That arguably, you
1: know, should, I can't believe have and have the league have agreed to that. I just can't yeah. get my head around why like, anyone outside of the old firm would agree to five subs. Yeah, makes no sense whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I mean, Celtic bring on like the league's top scorer last year and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just it's, what I quite like in this game. I, I think Celtic are going to batter Hearts. I just don't see how Hearts could come away from Thursday night and go to Celtic Park and get something. Celtic it's two point three seven for Celtic to win both halves. Um, I can see Celtic dominating Hearts the whole game, and yeah, as Greg says, two, two
0: corners in the first ten minutes looks like a great price at uh, four point seven five. Yeah, and we know we know that Celtic come out of the traps pretty quickly most games, um, and it's already been reflected in the times of when they've got corners. I think Greg was at forty-five a corner in the first ten
1: minutes. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a great shout as well. Sorry, David.
2: Yeah, no, just yeah, Celtic to win both halves, two point three seven. Yeah, I think that's that's what I would look at in this game myself. I think I think
0: they can dominate Hearts from start to finish. You'll
1: probably get a price on you to the score from outside the box, <laughs> even, even money.
0: I'll <laughs> we'll have to ask uh, Paul Boutry <laughs> for a price on that one at McBookie. Okay. Uh, just in a similar vein, uh, David Celtic, halftime full-time at 4-6 isn't to be sneezed nah. at either. Uh, so yeah, plenty of angles on Celtic on this one, I think. Okay, we'll dip into the Championship and the lower leagues. Greg, interesting, we've kind of touched on the potential for draws and how there's not a lot between the sides in the championship and already from top to bottom there's only four points separating uh the teams in the championship and things look just quite tight again this weekend
1: oh, it's just a nightmare it's just an absolute nightmare at the moment to try and get anything from this league we've got part of up on friday night so i think there's a friday night kickoff every yeah. week isn't yeah. there Yeah. on the bbc scotland channel and they post inverness <laughs> who got a good result last weekend at Home to Cove, who I think we mentioned last weekend in the podcast. at Thistle losing to their old tenants, Queen's Park. Yeah, Disappointing result for them. They drew Hamilton in the week before. So a match in which Thistle really need to get some points on the board from. But it's a tough, tough game against Inverness. Um, what I do like the look of, though, and I must say, Queen's Park are massive at 7-2 yeah. at Arbroath. Arbroath are winless. Two draws and a defeat for Arbroath. Queen's Park... Good result last weekend it's going at home really? at home to Thistle and 72. I think this a tad overpriced.
0: Yeah, interesting to see Scott Allen joining our growth this week, David.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I played against Scott a few times when uh, when he was at Hibs, Um and I thought he was a fantastic footballer, yeah. <laughs> tremendous talent. Yeah, made a few uh, decisions. Probably going to Celtic probably wasn't the best move for him, but. Yeah, he's just, a, he's a cracking footballer. Just hopefully, hopefully for his sake, it works out for him going to Arbroath. I think, yeah, I, I looked at that price as well and I thought it was really interesting. Queen's Park are three to one to score two or more goals, which which uh, seems like a lot considering they scored six in the three games so far. Um, Arbroath, yeah, darlings of, the darlings of Scottish football last year, but so far it's not, not started out too well for them. But yeah, I think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll kick on a bit it's not an easy game for queen's Park. but the price looks pretty big yeah i was i was looking through this league as well and i was thinking every week i I find it i think i find it difficult to pick a winner i mean there wasn't any draws last week was there i think all five games somebody won is that right
0: yeah i thought there was one last week maybe
2: the one um yeah in fact there was somebody who was 0 up and got pegged back was it race um i can't remember but yeah i think. uh, I think draws in this league just looks like worth playing every single week. I just struggle to find the winner.
1: So, so when you've got such a tight league, obviously, as you know, I'm a, a huge fan of a corner bet. I should do really just read in the channel, Greg's Corner Tips, <laughs> you. we? Um, only match day four coming up, so obviously I've not looked at corners yet because you can't with only three weeks worth, two weeks worth of data, but I think now we've got three weeks worth. I've heard looked to see what's kind of standing out at the moment, early kind of trends, so at the moment, Dundee obviously leading the way in the corner count in the championship. They fit 24 corners, eight per game. Um, they travel to Morton, who've only hit eight, who've only hit 2.6 per game. So just looking at that game, you'd expect Dundee to win this match. They're a bit short for me at 17 to 20. Um, but they are four to five to win the corner count against a, a Morton side who shipped six feet Hamilton. And six at home to Cove. So I'd probably expect Dundee to hit some decent corners here in terms of numbers. And Morton don't hit that many. So I think the four to five and Dundee to win the corner count looks pretty appealing.
0: Yeah, and game you'd expect Dundee to have the lion's share of possession, I would expect. Yeah, exactly. Just a better side. Okay, um, anything else from the championship before we move on then? No. <laughs> OK, uh, into League One, Greg, and you put up uh, a couple of Falkirk tips earlier on the week they were away to Edinburgh. Uh, and I guess it's a, just a question of whether he can trust Falkirk.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think I was brave backing them last weekend yeah. after they got battered by Airdrie. But sometimes you need to just forget about that and look who they're playing. And they're playing Peterhead. So I, I wouldn't have backed Falkirk last weekend against anyone else. But we got six to four on Falkirk to win the match and score two, which mm. was too big to miss out on. Yeah. And yeah. they, they won 3-1, albeit they got a little scared before half time when Peterhead scored with their first shot and goal. Uh, but they soon equalised and ran out. Very comfortable 3-1 winners. It's a bit difficult to read too much into that one, given they were playing Peterhead. And I'm sorry for any Peterhead fans listening to the podcast. We'll, we'll be battering Peterhead every week on it, but yeah. um, for the right, the right reasons. They travelled to... I've decided I'm not going to call them FC Edinburgh.
0: Just despite like, that, despite that being their name.
1: Yeah. Not having it. So it's going to be back to Edinburgh City for me. Um, they travel there on Saturday. Who probably were the biggest coupon bursters this weekend, they battered Aloe 4-2. Mm-hmm. Really surprising result for Edinburgh City last weekend. They they host Falkirk here, they lost Then Hilton or one the week before that. And I think as we've said in the podcast before. As to David, it really is the worst football arena (laughs) in the universe. It's a disgrace. It's basically an athletics track, and you're standing at pitch level watching the game. It's scandalous, really, Um, for any division, but really, really poor for fans in this match. But that aside, I'm going to take Falkirk here and trust that they'll get a kick from last weekend's win. And if they turn up, every chance they'll beat Edinburgh City here. But the prices, though, has got me involved in this one. Falkirk were 29-20 to, to win it's this match. It's a silly price. It's a massive price, just below 6-4. to four, And hopefully learning my lesson from last weekend and not backing teams to score two, I'm also backing Falkirk to score two goals here. So split stakes. Falkirk to win at 29-20 to 20 with Skybet, albeit that's now even money, I think, or just below even money. Yeah, and, 10, Falkirk, 10 and Falkirk to score two or more goals. That was tipped at 5-4. to four.
0: Yeah, so you're just splitting stakes across those two. Yes. Yeah, and I guess that bet builder wouldn't be the worst bet in the world either, you know, for them to win and to score two goals. But, um, yeah, we'll leave that up to the punters that are listening. Uh, you also quite like, we've touched on Peterhead, who will batter them throughout the season, no <laughs> doubt, uh, the host Queen of the South at the weekend.
1: 11 to 10 for Queen of the South. Mm. It's one of those ones. Quarter to five on Saturday. Fino, Queen of the South. Why am I not backing that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Peterhead have had such a tough start to the season. We'll say it every week. They're losing goals every week. Queen of the South, fancied to do well this season. Not a start of the season too great so far, but perfect opportunity for them to get three points on the board. I think it's a very attractive price. And just on the corner corner note, uh, Peterhead have conceded 28 corners so far this season. Um, Almost 10 per match. And Queen of the South, I think, are five to six to... Or four to five, sorry, to win the corner count in this match. So there's definitely an angle there as well on on corners. But, yeah, it's it's hard to ignore Queen of the South at 11 to
0: 10. Yeah, not a great start from Queen of the South, but they've been around the block a few times, haven't they, Queen of the South? um, And you'd expect it, come the end of the season, there'll be a fair bit of distance between these two sides, potentially, in that table. Yeah, definitely,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Anything for you in League One, David?
2: No, I was just on that game. I just wonder... If Peter Head do manage has to be Queen of the South, I do wonder how how long uh, Willie Gibson has in that And yeah. that so obviously a bit of an interim last year is when he got the job and he got a full time now and just yeah, I feel like Queen of the South need to be need to be pushing higher up the league quite yeah. quick. Otherwise he might be in a bit of pressure.
1: Quite a good yeah. point, David. I think you're absolutely right. If they were to lose this match, Queen of the South there'd be massive pressure on Willie Gibson. There already is probably. Yeah,
0: I think um, that 4-1 that defeat to Clyde was a real shocker, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it
1: really was.
0: Yeah. OK, so Connors, potentially for you in that one, Greg. Um, League 2, Dumbarton are the only team with a 100% record, but I guess it's probably Bonny-Rig-Rose that have caught the eye so far, David.
2: Yeah, Bonny-Rig-Rose obviously coming up from from the Lowland League in... um, Sorry, is it the East of Scotland League? Like, I don't even know what it's called anymore. Oh, the
1: Lowland League. Lowland <laughs> um,
2: yeah, and... Uh, Started the season well. They drew. I think obviously with Dev McDonald backing them last week they wouldn't they couldn't win so they could <laughs> draw and they can move on to this week. Um yeah, I think they've not really changed their squad, so it's a little bit different from Kelty and uh, Cove coming up. But uh yeah, they seem to be I don't think there's a huge difference between the top of the Lowlands and the League Two. So I think if you can carry momentum, you can get a good start to the season. I think one to two home I mean, Albion Rovers looks like a pretty pretty good price. To be fair, I think I think they should win that game. I think Albion Rovers are favourites for the drop, and obviously they started with three defeats. Um, yeah. Just win the three games. I think wanted like they wanted to. They should they should uh, definitely part of an arca anyway this weekend.
0: Yep. Uh, anything for you in this league, Greg? No. No. Um, just not it's, touching it.
1: Very very difficult again. Nine of the ten teams are odds against. I think Bonnie rose looked pretty solid at 1-2, as David said, but some really, really tough games. Arne v sterling Stirl- Albion tough to call, as is um, East 5 v for, as is Stenny v Dumbarton. It's yeah. just I mean, too difficult.
0: Dumbarton top of the table, but still 17-10 to, to win away from home. It's who won their only home game so far, that was against Albion Rovers, so yeah, really, really difficult. I uh, think the season
1: goes on, I believe we'll get involved in, but I think at the moment... It's, it's, it's too difficult. I don't think we should be forcing the issue here. I think no. sometimes you just need to say, Do you know what, there's nothing worth backing.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's just cover Scotland. But in England, there are some trends that are already starting to emerge for us, Greg, especially in the corners markets.
1: Yeah, so I think about two or three seasons ago, I think decided to focus on corners for lots of reasons. There's lots of markets in corners. It doesn't matter who wins, who loses, what the score is and to be fair you don't often need to hit that many corners to get a market up so i've been sitting tight the last two or three weeks in england just waiting um probably till we got to match day four had a little look at the data and we had some great joy on tuesday night in terms of corner match bets minus one all that sort of stuff so um it's going to be a a market i'm going to focus on a lot this season in england especially in the championship league one and league two And there's already some cracking opportunities for this weekend coming up that I'll be shooting on the channel. Um, It's match day five in England. So it's a small data sample, but some already some really, really interesting trends developing in those leagues. And I I don't think the bookies are wise to it yet, Um, especially on the corners match bet. Some remarkable prices at the moment in terms of the corners match bet. With corners, you obviously need things to go your way in terms Mm -hmm. of Ideally, the team you're looking to back corners, if they go a goal down, then you're shooting you in in, really. Um you, you want that to happen. But I just think there's going to be some great opportunities in those divisions this season corners. and corners. I'm actually probably the most excited I've been about a league in market in a long time.
0: Yeah, certainly some teams on the shortlist already. Yeah,
1: yeah there's there's quite a few teams we've identified so far. I wouldn't name them all. I'll keep them for the channel. But there's um, teams in each league so far. We've already spoken about Burnley. And their high possession stats so far, and that's pretty dividend so far already yeah. for us.
0: Um and you also shared a little nugget as well about um bookings in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, but... so referees been told to clamp down on um goalkeepers wasting time or anyone wasting time to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think it was two last week, was it Mendy and Henderson performance Chelsea? Yeah. And if I wasn't playing 7 aside on Monday night <laughs> I definitely would have Highlighted on the channel um, The Crystal Palace Goalkeeper To get booked yeah. He duly did At that point Before I went to Play football At quarter to nine He was 11 to 2 To get booked Which to be fair Is a pretty rubbish Price for a goalkeeper yeah. but I think as the game We're on I think quite a lot Of people got 17 to 2 So it's, it's really a, a bet You have to have In play It's a match You have to be watching I would I would guess But if you've got Any sort of team leading against the top six, top eight clubs, then there's always a very good chance you'll get some time racing from the goalkeeper. And yeah. that duly happen again on uh, Monday night for Liverpool Crystal Palace.
0: Yeah, definitely one to look out for, although it does seem that the bookies are just as wise to it as we are. Um, but, as you say, it's an in-play one. Keep your eye out for that. Um, okay, I think we've covered most things that we wanted to cover this week on the podcast. Can you guys just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend, starting with yourself, Greg?
1: So starting in Norway we've got an over 9.5 goals corners bet at Odd v Sartsborg and that's on Saturday and I'm doubling that up with Haugesund at home to Molde taking Haugesund over 3.5 team corners. Doubled with Odd, Odd is 75. Also Norway a straightforward double on the Sunday Volringer v Tromso and Rosenborg v Olesund and I'm taking Volringer and Rosenborg over 1.5 goals double. That'll also be 75 and I might have something from the in later on in the week. Moving into Scotland, I'm taking Hibs over 3.5 corners at home to Rangers in the half past 12 kickoff on Saturday and doubling that up with over 1.5 match goals between St Johnson and Aberdeen and that pays 75 and finally in league one i'm taking falkirk to beat edinburgh city at 29 to 20 and falkirk to also hit over 1.5 team goals at five to four and i've already mentioned um potential corner opportunities dundee against morton and queen of the south away to peterhead
2: yeah okay david yeah, starting in Norway,
1: um, first with
2: Volleringa to win and score over, no sorry, and over one and a half match goals. Yeah, That pays 1.95. Also in that game, um, Volleringa to hit over six and a half team corners, that's even money. And if you'd like to do a, a double with Volleringa winning and over four and a half team corners at 5-4 to four or 2.2, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. Um, on to Rosenborg, over, three, over 3.0 Asian goals uh, in the match. That's even money. Um, on to the Obos League and Ranheim to win. Uh, Osana, double chance. That's on Monday. Um, that pays 2.4, the double. Um, <clears throat> into Scotland, Hibs and Rangers as well. I'm on that game. and It's both teams to score at 1.95 and also in the Premiership Dundee United and St Mirren both teams to receive two or
0: more cards and that pays 3.5 Good stuff. Thank you for that, David. Uh, Okay, that's us for this week's podcast. As always, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. We can also find details of how to join his private betting channel. And, of course, you can follow David at dweatherston11, as well as checking out his blog, which is at davidweatherstonfootball.com. That's us for this weekend's podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and best of luck with your bets this weekend.
1: Cheers, Jensen. Good luck. Thanks, Have a good weekend.